mind taming my inner critic you're not welcome here To kick you out the door. Hi, and welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. I'm Judy Ray, and today my inner critic is kind of quiet, so I'm I'm celebrating that. And I hope if you have one, you're doing a, a good job of taming that part of yourself as well. I have a great guest today, Cindy Grogan, the sensible psychic, is here to talk about how she learned to communicate with animals and the comfort she brings to people dealing either with the loss of an animal companion or just checking in with the animal to learn how we can better understand what they need. Hi, Cindy. It's so good to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm good, Judy. Thank you so much for having me back. Well, it's fun. I'm excited to talk to you about how our animals can communicate with us. But first, let's just start with, how did you know that you could communicate with animals? Well, it was completely by accident. I mean, I've always been a huge animal lover. I've always, I grew up with animals. Um, To my mother's chagrin, I had at one point, two cats, a dog, a fish tank, and two hamsters, and it drove her insane. But I'm just, (laughs) I've I've always loved animals. And I actually did not know that animal communication was even a thing. I was always a psychic, but I stumbled on it. I happened to find a show on Animal Planet one morning uh, with a woman called The Pet Psychic. And I got so intrigued by it. I used to watch it. And actually, my cat Oreo would come upstairs and watch it with me every morning. I mean, it was just sort of our thing. And then um, so I, I learned that there was actually you could do this. This is a thing. And I went upstate uh, and I took a, a weekend long course with another animal communicator and it was really interesting because it was kind of taking my psychic ability, but taking it into a different direction. And it was like learning a different language um, because you have to take what the animal is telling you and then translate it really, really fast. And, but it was so powerful. That whole weekend was just mind blowing. And so once I learned that I could do this and I could sort of take my psychic skill set and just translate it to the the animal world, um, I was all in. My feeling is that the animals are much wiser and older than we are. And yes, the information comes very, very quickly, but I never see it as manic, like a three or four year old. It's not like a toddler (laughs) that needs Ritalin. It's not like that. but I think it is more innocence. You know, they were more that that innocent quality. Well, of, yeah, they're innocent, and they 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 don't mince words. In other words, like if I'm doing a reading for a person, there's a lot of this and that, and you know, the other and the da 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 da. da. But with in fact, I tell my clients like um, with an animal reading, I only need you know 15 to 30 minutes because they just get right to the point, and every <laughs> answer that I get from them is very succinct because they just, they literally do not mince words. So I don't, I wouldn't qualify them as three or four year olds, but very direct. And I, I actually posit that as they're just, they're much wiser than we are. I mean, let's face it. They just, they just are much better than we are. I agree. I, I, I agree. I think, well, they're just so in tune with their nature. Yes, I think we, and that that's a big part of it. You know, the fact that they, one of the things that 
the, one of the things that I really love about animals is that they really keep us in the moment if you're really tuned into them. And, you know, they'll get bored and walk away if you're not paying attention to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And when you think about it, I mean, the, the, the large majority of animals are on four legs. They are much more grounded to the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just, you know, they're just, you're right. They're in the moment. They're not, they're not like, oh, look, you know, over here, over there, they're just much more grounded and sensible and much more in tune with uh, the natural energies of the world and the rhythms of the world. Well, so what are, you know, what are some of the reasons people contact you? It can be a mixed bag. I would, I would say that at present, uh, I probably get about 60% of people contacting me to uh, connect with an animal who's crossed because that grief is overwhelming and only fellow animal lovers will understand that. You know, you mm -hmm. hear people say, oh, it was just a dog. It was just a cat. Yeah. And that's when I want to punch them in the throat because I mean, seriously, they are like our children. Mm -hmm. So I get about 60% wanting to connect and to see, you know, did I do the right thing? Are they okay? What are they doing? Who are they with? And then I get um, the remainder just want to know general stuff, or they might have a particular behavior issue or, you know, something has changed in their home and the, the, uh, the animal is acting out and they want to know why. So, but I, at this point, it's, it's largely people that have lost an animal that are just grieving and I'm so happy to help them, but I'm also very happy to help, you know, people who are just, you know, want to improve their relationship here and now. So. Well, you actually wrote a book. Your, your pet has died. Now what? Yeah, I did. And I was, it, it was really, I, I somehow caught found myself on a, um, a couple of sites on Facebook, these pet loss, you know, grief sites. And the comments that I was reading just broke my heart, mm. just broke my heart. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to put everything I know about the, the process of an animal crossing, all the questions I've gotten over the years, I'm going to put it in one place as a way to help people understand you know, like, for example, I had one client who was very, very upset because she had a very sick dog and she got called into work and she really didn't want to go because the dog was on its last legs and she had no choice. She had to go. So, of course, she comes home and the dog is passed and she was completely bereft. Mm. And I had gotten from the dog that he needed that space. He needed for her to leave the house. So he could do his thing, you know, dog animals go off into the woods. I mean, that's, right. that's, that's what, they, what do. they do. Yeah. So it was a lot of stuff like that. You know, should I have uh, spent more money on medical care? Um, did I give up too soon? Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just, all those questions and concerns just ripped my heart out. So I just sat down and wrote this book and it's a pretty quick read it's, I've been told it's been very useful and helpful. And that's why I did it. Um, so yeah, it, it's because losing a pet is oh, it's devastating. Really? It is. It, it is. It really is. It it's really a family is. member. It's a family member. You know, yeah, I mean, I think really uh, and those of us that, you know, have animals that live in our houses with us, 
we often spend more time with them than we do with a lot of our other family members. You know, it's just they they are they're so comforting. And, yeah, and, I mean, the first, the first time I ever saw my father cry was we had moved and our little terrier, Missy, had gotten out, you know, strange neighborhood, you know, fast forward, mm -hmm. missing for a few days, ended up having been hit by a car. Oh. And it was the first time I ever saw him cry. And he was this big, tough dude. So, yeah, it's like our, our animals are, and I... I actually have to laugh. Um, I've had more people come to me for readings and they, they will cry harder about the loss of an animal than they did over their dead grandma. And they feel so terrible about it, but it's like, I get it. You know, sometimes our animals, we relate to them more than we do the people in our lives. So, you know, there's no shame there. No, no, no. I mean, no. I, I mean, if you're an animal lover, then you know what we're talking about. That That's true. I mean, I found just personally... A few years ago, I was going through a little bit of health issue and my cats would just never leave my side. They'd be mm -hmm. next to me in bed or on the sofa or whatever. And I think it was partly to comfort me, but I think mm -hmm. they were also trying to sort of channel some of their own unique energy to help me. Um, that's, you know, I think that's one thing that they do. In I fact, so I, I, I learned this and I thought this was super interesting that you might notice if you've had company in your house or, you know, repairman or whatever, a cat or a dog might start pacing around your, your space mm -hmm. um, for no apparent reason. And the reason that they're doing that though, is they are re they're laying down an energy pattern that has been disturbed. They're sort of resetting the space. So they're doing that as a protective measure, which I think is quite lovely. So the fact that, you know, if you're not feeling great and they cuddle up next to you, they're sort of trying to take their energy and, and support you in whatever way that they can. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I think so, too. I, and, and I've heard many people say that, that they've had. It's almost like they're I feel like they're they're almost sending you they're sending you energy They're they're That's what they're doing. That it's, it's an electrical current, really. You know, that. Oh, absolutely. Is just... Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that. I sent you uh, a couple of pictures of our cats and, and dog. And the dog is my son's who's been here with us. And and we just adore her, Landy. She's a golden retriever. and But the cats, um, they're not... <laughs> they didn't embrace her. You know. That's so funny because I was looking at these pictures before we got on the call. And the first thing, when I looked at Merlin, who, you know, what a beautiful cat for one thing. Um, Thank you. I got the first thing that jumped into my head was I'm the boss. I got this, <laughs> you know, it was so old school. Like I got this. Um, I actually think that um, Luna, you know, you might say that they're not quite adjusting, but I think she's actually pretty happy with the dog with Landy. Um, I think she likes, likes him or likes her. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. uh, you know, more than maybe she gets on. I feel like she's a little bit shy. Um, she likes her little safe spots to, you know, hide, you know, corners or whatever. I also get from her, she wants more treats. So please give her more treats. Oh, good. <laughs> she's always begging for treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she, I will she, give her more then. Okay. Yeah, no, she's definitely, and I'm getting things like, um, 
I don't want to say raw chicken because that's not really good for them, but you know, something that's more natural because uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting like a chickeny kind of a thing that she's just really hungering for. But, um, but yeah, they all seem to be getting along. Let's see, what else did I write down here? Because I was looking at this before we got on. They, um, they do seem to be getting along a lot better. I mean, they, they'll actually, the cats will actually go up and, and smell her. And it's like Merlin, if, if she's not jumping around and, and being really active, they all, they're all pretty chill. You know, of course, they, yeah, you know, they've gotten like, used to each other. Yeah, I feel like Landy, I wrote down big goofball, happy mm. any, anywhere. You're absolutely right. Luna, when Landy first came into the house, I think Luna would have liked to be friends. And we all, we thought that was because Merlin, her brother, they're, 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 they're uh, litter mates. They don't look anything alike, but they I know, are. I was going to say they really don't. They really no. don't. But, but the other thing too, which is really interesting is it's really no accident that these two kitties have come into your life because the thing that I got, especially with Merlin, and it's sort of interesting that the name is such, mm -hmm. they're bringing wisdom into your life. I think that they're really sort of supporting you spiritually. Um, it's just, I, you know, again, Merlin is a very strong personality, but Luna's got a very, and again, the name Luna, you know, like the moon, a mm -hmm. very soft energy. So they sort of play off against each other. Um, and again, I think it's a really lovely um, duo that you've got going on there. But as far as the dog goes, she's just sort of digging it. You know, she's she likes kind of messing with them a little bit. Um, she, you know, she's she's totally chill with them. So in answer to your questions about, you know, are they getting along? Yes, they are. Um, just allow Merlin to be the boss because that's what, you know, that's what's needed. That's what's wanted. Um, <laughs> and I'm not feeling, you know, outside of giving Luna more treats, which of course will probably necessitate giving the other two more treats. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not getting that you need to do anything different. I think that they're, they're settling oh, nicely. But they, they were literally brought to our gate. Their mom brought four of them right to our gate and, and, we had lost our, our cat Tinker just a few months before, and we were out, we were swimming that night, and uh, Roy said, I think I'm ready to get another cat, and my, my uh, cousin had, cat had had a litter, and he said, let's, let's call Jimmy and see if we, you know, maybe we should go, go get a cat. Well, that night, I went to bed, and Roy was in the other room, and the lights were all out and everything, and I'm in bed, and I hear a cat outside, you know, and I... I go out, I go out in the courtyard and I can see these eyes through the gate. And there is, there is the mom with, um, with these kittens and Luna just ran right through the, ran right through. And you know how, when they're just kittens, how they just bounce. <laughs> yeah, and she, then right. she, she bounced, she bounced across the courtyard and bounced, bounced up the steps. And I had laid down on the floor and just kind of was doing a little energy, you know, and she came right to me. She looked at me, ran right down the hall and under the bed. And it was like, oh, when Roy came in, he was like, I said, I, I want to, you said you were ready for another cat. <laughs> yeah. Like you sent that call out. It's like the bat signal went out, you know, and it's like, here they were. So, so like I said, it was no accident. They showed no. up. It was no whose time and and again i feel very strongly that they're both bringing you balanced energy and wisdom increased wisdom for this very tricky time that we're living through so 
Well, good, and and uh, that's per- that's perfect for this show. It's a wild woman wisdom, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely for sure. We get so it, we get it from all sources, and I think you yes. know we we would do well to pay attention to what our animals show us. Like if they want to sleep, they sleep. If they want to play, they play. When they're hungry, they're hungry, and they will let you know it. Oh, yeah. um, they will show you love. They will let you know when they're annoyed. You know, they just, they, they pull no punches, you know, they, oh, yeah, they, 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 they are who they are. There's none of this stuff that humans go through. They just will let you know. So yes, they, they train us very well. Well, yes, Cindy, they, this, <laughs> this is great. How can people find out, uh, how can they reach you and find out uh, you know, more about you, get your books? Uh, where should we send them? Um, you can send them to my website, thesensiblepsychic.com. I have a tab on there that's specifically devoted to the animal communication services. I also have another tab that uh, talks about my books and lots of information to answer their questions about how this works, what I can do. Like I'm very clear that I don't look for lost pets because it's just too heartbreaking for me and I get too caught up. So I let Mm. people know I don't do that, but you know, anything else I'm happy to do. So yeah, the sensiblepsychic.com is a good place for people to start to learn more about what I do for both humans and for animals and all the rest. Great. Well, sometimes I feel like an animal trainer when part of my nature that likes to criticize needs taming. But, you know, I, I'm learning uh, not to use a whip. It's, it's a lot better if you're a little more gentle with yourself. If you're dealing with your inner critic, please reach out to me at wildwomanwisdom.org and let me know what you're doing to tame yours. I'd love to hear. I'm open for suggestions. I'm Judy Ray, and thanks so much for listening to me today. Have a great week. I'm taming my inner critic. You have no power over me. I'm taming my inner critic. Knowing my worth